Second Corinthians chapter four, verses sixteen to eighteen. Father, we thank you and we praise you for your word. We pray that you will speak into each and every one of our lives. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of God's word effective. In Jesus' name, a resistance to the preaching of God's word. We silence it. We take victory in the name of Jesus. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Today's message is titled, Don't Give Up. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, don't give up. So we are not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. On the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can see now will last forever. That's the message translation. Praise God. Don't give up. Praise God. You and I, we go through seasons in our lives where we are ready to give up. As human beings, when challenges, hurdles, obstacles come our way, when pressures on the inside and outside, they rise up, we at times come to a point where we do want to throw in the towel and call it quits. Praise God. How often you and I have gone through such scenarios in our lives. Praise God. When we wanted to walk out of a situation, when we wanted to walk out of a calling, when we wanted to walk out of a vocation, when we wanted to walk out of an employment, when we wanted to walk out of a service, when we wanted to walk out of a relationship, when we went through certain situations in our lives. Praise God. Every one of us go through such seasons in our lives. Praise God. Paul, who went through every high season that a normal man does not face in his life, even going through such seasons, he's saying, we do not lose heart. In other words, don't quit. Praise God. We are not going to lose heart. We are not going to get 
discouraged, even though the pressures are mounting, even though the, uh, the offense that is against us is coming hard on us, even though the arrows that are sent against us are coming one after the other, even though the assault on us is on an ongoing stage, he says, we do not lose heart. Praise God. Paul brings in three star contrast to show why he could stand where he is and continue to persevere and press on forward. And the three star contrast that he brings in, number one, is first thing he says, that the outward, there is an outward man and there is an inward man. The outward man perishes, but the inner man is being renewed day after day. The second star contrast he draws, he is saying, there is trouble here, but there is glory there. Praise God. There's the trouble here is momentary, but the glory is eternal. The trouble here is light and flaky compared to the weight, the weight of glory that awaits us. Praise God. The third star contrast that he draws is between the visible and the invisible. What meets the natural eye and what the natural eye cannot see. Praise God. So like a man like Paul, who went through every form of affliction. When you read that list, you would wonder, how could this man go through so much affliction and yet would come out with such a victorious roar and establish the church and set a precedence and a model for the church to follow. Paul is not saying, I do not lose heart. But he says, we should not lose heart. Praise the Lord. It's one thing for him to say, I did not lose heart. That's his personal experience. But rather he's saying, we do not lose heart. Because what he is saying is, what is what is applicable for him, the insight that he has is applicable for us and the church of Jesus Christ and the body of Christ should have the same kind of insight that he had. Praise Unless we are armed with such kind of an insight, we can be weighed down with the assault that comes against our lives. Do not lose heart. One version says we do not faint. And the version says we do not shrink back. The, the, the meaning that, that is given there, it's, it, it, is, it is shown. As a porter carries the burden, he, he's being crushed by the burden. And the picture that is shown there is, of a person who is tempted to run away from the heat of the battle. So he's saying, regardless of what kind and the amount of pressure that mounts, he's saying, do not lose heart or don't quit, do not give up. Praise God. 
Why is it that we feel at times that we want to give up? Well, Paul brings it out very clearly. He's saying that we feel that because, number one, the Bible says, outwardly, there is this outward man that is wasting away or that is perishing away. In other words, the troubles, the trials, the crisis that comes knocking at our door, the problems, the pressures, and the pain that we experience in our lives pushes us to the brink. On the natural, with our natural strength, we realize that we can't pull it through anymore. If you're going through a season of fiery trial in your life, the question might have gone through your heart. How much more should I take this? Praise God. And the reason for the trouble that we experience in our life. And the reason why this outward man is perishing day by day. Is seen clearly through the scripture. The fall and nature of man. The consequences of sin, how it affects and impacted the life of human race. The consequences of sin. As we age, there are aches and pains that comes with aging. Like my friend who said, when I hit 40, he said, the warranty is over. You know, when you go and purchase a vehicle, they give you five-year, 50,000. Depending on what kind of vehicle that you're buying, they give you a warranty. And you'll realize that the chances are very slim that something's going to happen to that vehicle within that frame of time. But once you move and, and you just hit after 50,000 miles or after five years, you know, it seems as if like, hey man, this guy just set it up. You know, so there are things that creep into our life, physical challenges. Some face more, some face little. But it's a reality of life. It's a reality of life. But then there are people who face insurmountable odds in their lives, in their physical realm. Some go through emotional crisis. Some go through mental crisis. Some go through relational crisis. So there is, there is this challenges that come our way. One is directly related to the fallen nature of man. The consequences of sin. No matter how holy you look, the challenges that we face in our physical body, day after day, our body deteriorates. It's a fact of life. Then there is the folly of the fallen nature. The folly of the fallen nature. The people around you that impacts your life in a negative way. Imagine the guy who's caught with a DWI. 
Imagine those victims in Sri Lanka. Imagine those victims, victims in the school shootings. What does that mean? That's just the folly of the fallen nature of man. Even though it is not a direct result of your action, somebody's ill action affects the life of people. It could happen in our workplace. It could happen in our relationships. Abuse comes in different forms. And there is mental abuse. There are, there's verbal abuse. Abuse comes in so many different ways. And our lives are constantly being pressed. And we as children of God, we tend, we need to learn to overcome that. So the outer man, there is perishing day after day, facing challenges from inside and outside. Consequences of sin and consequences of fallen nature and the folly of the fallen nature of man directly or indirectly impacts our lives, impacts our lifestyle, impacts our desire to live a safe, peaceful life. Praise God. So Paul is saying, there is this inner man. Praise God. He says, regardless of what's going on the outside. For Paul, it was the assault that he experienced in his life because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And everyone who wants to live, desires to live holy, you will experience assault against you. That's what the Bible says. If you desire to live a holy life, if you desire to live a godly life, you are going to be persecuted. Not in a way perhaps like Paul did. In a civilized society, in a western culture, even in this culture, if you decide to take a stand for Jesus, if you decide to take a stand for the Lord, for the scripture, you will be persecuted. Praise God. Come in different form, but it will come. Regardless of what's going on the outside, Paul is saying the inner man is being what? Renewed day after day. Praise God. Hallelujah. Even as the outer man is deteriorating, regardless of how hard we try, to set ourselves up. Regardless of how hard we try to put the facade. Regardless of how hard we try to put the mask. Regardless of how hard we try to smile. Praise God. There is, there is a wasting away, a rotting away, a, a perishing that is taking place on the outer man. Praise God. But the inner man, on the contrary, it, it tends to be renewed, renovated. 
It is, he tends to be refreshed, the Bible says, day after day. What is it that God desires from each and every one of us? As each day passes by, God wants the inner man to be renewed. Inner man to grow. Inner man to glow. If the inner man is growing, the inner man will also continue to glow. Glow with what? Radiate with the love of God. Glow with the grace of God. Glow with the glory of God. There is something that's going on on the inside that is not always visible on the outside. There is a development that's taking place on the inside. Praise God. Praise God. What's going on the inside? Praise God. A renewal is taking place. And the Bible says it is how often? What does it say? Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Praise God. Day by day. Praise God. When the Lord decided to provide manna for the children of Israel, he did not give them a month supply. He did not give them a 40-year supply, but he gave it to them what? Day by day. Every day they had to go and pick them. How many days a week? How many days in a week? Yeah, because that's good. That shows our biblical orientation. But they will go out and pick. On the sixth day, they will pick what? That's good. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said, he taught them, give us this day our daily bread. What is this? God wants our inner man to be renewed day by day. That happens when we go to the, go to the source of life. Jesus, day after day. Praise Staying in connection. Intimately connected to him on an ongoing communion with him. We live in a Red Bull culture. What's a Red Bull culture? What's a Red Bull? Oh, come on. What's a Red Bull? It's an energy drink. You know, when we feel tired, we go and take, take a drink. And how many of you guys try Red Bull? It's not alcohol. It's okay. You can lift a few. <laughs> we get a boost, right? Oftentimes, people just feel that it's okay. Come to church once in a week. Get a 90-minute service. And then go home and then come back next week. But God wants... 
Our inner man is being renewed day after day. He wants us to go to the fountain of life every day and drink deep of the fountain of life. He wants us to go and consume the word of God, the bread of life. The wonder bread that will do things deep down in your life. He wants you to be connected to him. How is that Paul could go through the hardships and sufferings? The man was whipped. You know how many times? 195 times. Can you imagine that? 195 times whipped. You read that list and you're like amazed. Wow. This is the man who says, we do not lose even though our outward man is perishing, the inner man is being renewed day after day. That's because he was connected to the power source. My friend, this morning, let me ask you, are you connected to the power source? How many of you remember the Duracell battery commercial? It keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going. Do you know what's going to keep you and me ticking till the time that God's going to take us from the earth? It's the power of God that is working in us as we stay connected to the source of power, Jesus Christ and the spirit power, the power of resurrection. Praise God. Hallelujah. Renewed. Day after day. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I pray that that kind of mindset will invade our life. That kind of lifestyle. There will be an invasion of that kind of a lifestyle. Which comes from the revelation in the scripture. Of what is it that God expects from us. And what is the provision that God has in place for us. See God has designed us in such a way. That the inner man can be renewed day after day. As we spend time in reading God's word. As we spend time in prayer. As we spend time in meditation. As we spend time in fellowship. As we spend time in serving the inner man. What do we do with the knowledge in the scripture that God has given us? Do we wait for an opportunity on the pulpit, on the stage for us to impart that knowledge? Look around, look around, look around. There is somebody that is waiting for you to come and impart God's word into them. As you serve God and you're in your service to him, praise God. As you're ministering to others, praise God. What happens is you're the, the riches that is within you, as you transfer into the other person, you're being empowered and strengthened. You're being established. Paul says, praise God. Paul says, I don't feel let down. I am always upbeat. On the contrary, we have days where we feel under, where we feel defeated, where we want to call it quits, stop serving, 
Stop giving. Stop helping. Praise God. It happens. Praise God. But we need to overcome and override that. Praise God. The odds might be against you. But you don't need to lose heart. You don't need to feel defeated. You don't need to call it quits. You don't have to be part of a failure. Regardless of what is pushing you down, you could push back by the power of God within you. Regardless of what is pressing you down, you could press out because of what God can do in and through you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, every one of us, deep down, the inner man within us need to continue to be renewed. And it is, happens when we align ourselves with the design that God has made for us, which is what? Where we align ourselves to the scripture, where we tap into the word of God. Praise God. You know, we all have vehicles. And after we want run 3,000 or 5,000 or 7,000 miles on your vehicle, you know, on your dashboard, you will see a little sign saying, maintenance required. That tells you that it's time for you to go in, probably get an oil change, get the fluids checked, maybe rotate the tires, do the required scheduled maintenance. That's for a vehicle. We take care of our bodies. We take care of this outer man. We feed it. We nourish it. We cherish it. We protect it. And we do everything to sustain the outer man. The question this morning is, how much attention are we giving to our well-being of the inner man? You know, Kumaran Uncle takes pictures. He's, he's not here, right? That's his hobby. He takes good pictures. And we look at the picture, and uh, I don't know what, you, what goes through your mind. Some people are never happy looking at their picture. They look at their picture every time and says, doesn't work out. It's not not good picture. You think it's the picture's fault? No, well, sometimes it is the picture's fault. But most, if, if you feel that none of your pictures are coming good, I don't know. <laughs> but last week, as I told you, hey, I'm content. This is how I'm made. I like myself. If you don't like me, too bad. Get to like me. What are we saying? How much attention are we giving to our inner man? Honestly, just ask yourself, are you feeding that inner man? And suppose we had a camera with a new technology that can take a picture of our inner man. On the outside, we look good. Well-dressed, well-groomed, healthy. And we show all signs of wealthy. There's nothing wrong with it. Good. But if there was a technology which could take the picture of your inner man and we were to put it up on the screen, what 
would it look like? How many of you guys have seen the x-ray? You seen the x-ray? Chest x-ray, hand x-ray. Have you seen guys with big biceps? Huh? Muscle strong guys. They take their x-ray. What do you see? Is the bone as big as the muscle? Suppose our picture of an inner man was displayed up there. How healthy would our inner man look? Would it look strong? Would it look powerful? Or would it look feeble and famished? Many a times we give more importance. We should give importance to our, our external. But the internal is also important. The external eventually will fade away. No matter how hard you try to maintain it. I take my hats off for some of you guys. Some of you guys look the same. And I pray till the Lord Jesus comes you look the same. But the Bible tells me and science tells me that we can't be like that forever. The question is, how strong, how healthy is our inner man? Is it being renewed day after day? Or have you been ignoring it? Praise God. If you've been ignoring it, I encourage you to take, continue to take on the daily bread. Consume that daily bread. Paul says, we do not lose heart because... Our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. He's saying that the trouble that we are facing on the outside is what? It's light. It's flaky. You read that list, that's unbelievable that he could even say it. But he's saying it, he's saying it's based on what he's comparing it to. In other words, it's his perspective. Perspective. It's the eternal perspective, living in the light of eternity, evaluating everything in the light of eternity, makes him say that the trouble that he's facing is light, calls it light affliction, momentary trouble compared to eternity, regardless of what we are going through is momentary it's light it's flaky because what god is preparing for us for it it outweighs everything beyond our imagination and so when we are armed with that perspective our perspective on life changes the very thing that wants to press you down, you're able to overcome it because you are aligned with a godly perspective. Get an eternal perspective. Eternal perspective will change our mindset, will change our decision, will change the way that we act, the way that we carry ourselves, the way we conduct our business, the way that we conduct our spiritual life. He says it's light, it's momentary trouble. Praise God. Achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. 
he says he does not lose heart we do, should not lose heart because the trouble that you are going through right now whatever it is it might be much more higher than anybody else in this church regardless of what it is the bible says it is momentary tell your neighbor it's momentary tell your neighbor it's light praise god it's easy to repeat it but when we catch that vision from that scripture that's when it goes deep down in our spirit and we can say it with a conviction praise god hallelujah Paul is saying so we fix our eyes not on what is seen but what is unseen since what is seen is temporary what is unseen is eternal so we fix our eyes the picture that is given the imagery that is used there is of of a archer with an arrow before he releases that arrow he zooms it he, he, he takes the aim and he's zooming on the target and so a believer is expected to fix his eyes her eyes on Jesus praise god hallelujah fix your eyes on what is not seen there is the visible and there is the invisible when you fix your eyes on the invisible meaning the things of god on the lord jesus christ on the provision that he has for us on what he has stored for us that's when we gain the strength and the momentum to stay put and continue in the things of god you know about elisha one day a servant came out and said Master, we are in big trouble. We are surrounded by the Syrian army. Elisha prayed for him and said, "Lord, open his eyes." The Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw what? What did he see? Praise God! What was not visible to the eyes, the inner eyes, when it was open, he could see the protection of God. how is it that a child of god can go through fiery trials in their life is when his inner eyes are open to see the invisible realm of god's glory that awaits him praise god the blessings that god will lavish upon him the writer of hebrew says that moses could not did not fear the wrath of pharaoh and he endured every every hurdles in his life because the bible says he saw him that the sea saw him who was invisible wow the challenge through the desert the murmuring of the people the rebellion of the people the ungratefulness of the people through all these things he endured because he saw the one who was invisible praise god hallelujah the bible says stephen when he was witnessing the crowd jeered at him they picked up the stones and they started pelting him with stones Bible says he was filled with the holy spirit and he lifted up his eyes 
And when he lifted up his eyes, he said, I see heavens open. And I see Jesus standing at the right hand of God. When you're going through fiery trials in your life, praise God. When it seems that suffering is your lot, praise God. Fix your eyes on him. He can redefine your moments. He can rewrite your destiny. He can redraw the horizon for you. He can open your understanding for you. He can expand your horizon for you. Praise God. There is a visible realm and there is an invisible realm. Quite often we make our decisions. Quite often we make our moves based on what we see with our eyes. And we miss what God wants to do or what God has in store for us. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. There are temporal things and there are eternal things. The life on this earth, everything that the earth has to offer will fade away with time. Praise God. But what God has in store for us, it will live forever and ever. Regardless of what you're going through this morning, the pain, the pressure, the persecution in whatever form that you're experiencing in your life, take your eyes from it and put your eyes on Jesus. He will give you the strength to override it, to overcome it, to conquer it. Praise God. The outer man is perishing day after day. Regardless of what we do, we cannot preserve it for too long. But may the inner man within us continue to grow and glow by feeding on God's word. And by standing on the word of God. Praise God. All eyes closed for a moment. How is your inner man? How strong it is. Are you taking time to feed your inner man? Is your inner man being renewed day by day? Are you taking time with the Lord each day of your life. Would you fix your eyes on Jesus? Fix your eyes on not what is seen, but what is unseen. As the Lord, give me the grace to see the invisible one. What kind of a lens are you using? If it's only fact lens, you will only see the things which are visible, things which are temporal. But if it is the faith lens that you're using, you can see the eternal. You can see the invisible. Trade your fact lens for faith lens and allow your inner man to grow, to be groomed, to be fed and make your strides and moves. Based on the faith lens, the faith in a God who is able to carry you through. Father, we thank you. We yield our lives. Lord, if there is anyone in this house that is ready to quit because of the pressure, 
and the pain and the persecution that they face in the physical, emotional, mental, relational realms of their life. We pray, Father, that they will be able to see what God is doing within them. Paul says, the trouble, the suffering, it's working towards glory. Praise God. Even as you go through that season, God is putting them to work because the Bible says, for we know that all things work together unto good to them that love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. God is doing something behind the scene, behind what you cannot see, behind, beyond your sight. He's working on something. May you and I catch a vision of the eternal things of God. Father, fill us with that eternal perspective. Help us to live in the light of eternity. In Jesus' name,